Okie dokie, so my name's Molly, I have the YouTube channel Beauty Spectrum and I've been uploading to that every week for the last five or six years now, which is actually crazy to think about. Um, <laughs> I post content online, all things from fashion, lifestyle, travel, used to do a lot of makeup and beauty, don't really do that anymore, dabbled in student stuff, don't really do that anymore, um, it's a little bit of everything really. Uh, yeah, there's not much I haven't tried, and I'm lucky enough that it's now my full-time job, and it has been for the last two years. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. Yeah, that's right. So, um, there's two. There's two questions I want to ask straight away. So, with it being your full-time job, like, how do you how do you find that? How did you find the change to that? And then, how would you also find the reaction when you actually say that to people? Yeah, how, how um, does that all? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it was quite a big step because I'd been in like full time education for my whole life um, and I've never worked in a regular job. So I had like a yeah. part time job throughout school, but I took this pretty much straight from education and I haven't ever had like a middle ground. So obviously I'm in a very unique situation. And I think that by the time I came to doing it full time, I was 100 yeah. percent on that was the right thing for me at the time. Like I'd spent a long time weighing up the options. And to be honest, I went to university for a year to kind of trial that. And I was like, oh, is this for me or is this just solidifying the fact that I actually do just want to go self-employed now? And to yeah. be honest, that was what that did. And and if it was good for anything, it was good for that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a weird transition, but I think it was the right time to do it. But in terms of people's reaction, it is definitely a mixed bag. People my age tend to really understand it because we've kind of yeah. grown up with it becoming more of a thing. And I think by now, most people appreciate that it is a sustainable job. But when I talk to older people, like obviously <laughs> my parents understand it, but their friends and my extended family don't necessarily understand it. And it's, it is a weird one. And a lot of people say, oh, like, when are you going to get a real job? Like, when are you, when are you going to apply for a job? And I'm like, well, I have a job. This is a job. <laughs> and, and people just don't understand that I'm actually making an income from it that is like you know sustainable and like yeah. pretty pretty decent and it's a hard one to explain because if they don't understand it and if they're not on social media and they don't watch youtube it's like talking to a brick wall you might yeah. as well not because you're not going to get through to them so <laughs> it is it's a weird one i know that i know that feeling because obviously with what i do when i first went like self-employed and set up by myself even like my certain members of my family i'd really supported family members but other people in my family were like that that quote that you said there of are you going to get a proper when are you going to get a proper job <laughs> it's like okay that's a bit rude but okay yeah. and, and then suddenly and still now like i'll get questions like obviously because as to as some people know have set up peach street clothing mm -hmm. even then i still get things like oh but, but what is that and like yeah. How are you gonna do that? How are you gonna? It's just like okay, yeah, uh -huh. fair enough. Yeah, it's quite hard to get past to the point. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask as well is obviously you upload. Is it week? You be weekly on YouTube? Yeah, we like three times how, on YouTube. Three times. So how do you like? Is that quite a big commitment for you, or have you found it like easier doing it now? Because obviously that for for people who don't use YouTube. I think some people, and I know some people do, think it's really simple. Like they they generally think you film something and then like you save it great and then put it on youtube and like that process doesn't exist it's not a five minute job yeah um as you know as i know it's like <laughs> <I> how <laughs> how long does it take you to get used to that and like are you actually is it easier than it was before to commit to that three times a week um i think it's probably easier now obviously because i am doing it full time when i was juggling it alongside university and especially sick form especially my a-levels I just did not have enough hours in the day I think there was a point when I was in year 13 where I was juggling full-time a-levels 
I was learning to drive, I was doing my YouTube, I had a boyfriend and I was like, ah, <laughs> I just didn't have enough hours. Um, so I definitely think it's it's easier now because I do have more time to dedicate to it. But then in the same breath, I think that I put a lot more effort and a lot more time into it now than I did then because I have yeah. more time to give. Um, but I think you do, you get used to it. So when I first started the process, I didn't know how to edit. And I was, not only was I editing the video, but I was teaching myself how to do it at the same time. So that slows it down. Whereas obviously now I know how to do it and I can do it pretty quickly. And I think because I am quite dedicated and I'm quite strict with my like, this is three times a week and I've done that for years. I kind of know how much time I need to set aside each day to make sure I'm gonna manage that. And I think yeah. it's just something I've got used to. People ask me all the time, like, how do you stay motivated to make sure you do that but I think it's the same as anybody in any job that's not got somebody telling them how or what to yeah. do you have to do it all yourself yeah 100% what does so obviously there's a lot of people who are probably watching this who create YouTube videos or want to hmm. what does that whole process look like right from like you planning a video to it going live like what does that process look like what things you do um Again, it varies depending on what the video is. Some things come super naturally. So like this year, it's been a bit harder. I've had to think a lot more. <laughs> like usually yeah. I film based on what I'm doing in my life. But obviously this year I haven't done a great deal. So it was it was harder. Um, but I usually plan probably about two weeks in advance because sometimes I do videos that take like a week to film and I'll film it yeah. over the process of like seven days. Um, so I'll plan it two weeks in advance, then I film it. And then I'll try to always edit it like five four to five days before it goes up sometimes it's less sometimes it's I'm still editing it on the day it's going up <laughs> it does depend on how busy I am but yeah it's probably a two-week process for each video but then that's also three times a week so I'm two weeks yeah. ahead for three videos all the time if that kind of makes sense yeah, it, it's definitely. a weird it works in my head it's weird <laughs> to say out loud no that is a lot and I think that helping some people like understanding that because I know that some people are like I'm gonna do a YouTube video mm. they either don't think about it enough or they mm -hmm. overthink it to yeah. the point that they then don't want to do it because they're scared um yeah. and I know that's quite a that's quite a big thing even for me obviously like this podcast for example I put off doing for like a year nearly because I was yeah. like oh my god I'm gonna have to record it I'm gonna have to plan it out I'm gonna have to edit it I'm gonna have to post it to everywhere yeah. and then suddenly I was like actually you know what I just need to do it and then it's actually you know what it's a bit easier of a process than I thought it was it's not easy but easier than I thought yeah no, um, so one thing I want to ask obviously because we've known each other now for a couple of years mm. and it's something that you featured sort of recently on your Instagram I know it's something that I've featured a lot on this podcast and I I go through myself and that's negative comments. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you sort of like get past your negative comments? Because obviously I know you had a few on a recent video and um I know we had like a little bit of a chat about it. Yeah. But how do you sort of I know a lot of younger people really struggle with even like the small negative comments, but how yeah. do you sort of deal with them and and yeah? I I think it's horrible regardless of if you get one or if you get 10 100 a thousand like it's it's horrible to think that somebody out there is being so spiteful enough to actually write it down and send it to you like I what I don't understand is what's going through their head when they're sending that because like yeah. even if I genuinely didn't like somebody online and I didn't like what they were doing I would never write it down and tell them I might say it to somebody in real life or like think it but I just wouldn't do it so I struggle to understand it which means that then it really bothers me and I think yeah. it depends on my mood as to how it affects me like if I'm in like a oh I don't want to like listen to them they're so wrong and <laughs> I'm like sassy with it and I'm like yeah. oh whatever but if I'm already feeling a bit down or I'm just having just like one of those days 
and then I read stuff like that it does really bother me and I think that the way I usually handle it is to ignore it but I also think sometimes it's hard to ignore because if the comment is about something like personal or it's about one of my family members or my boyfriend I get really defensive which I think is natural like anybody does 100% but normal people don't deal with it on a scale that's like every single time people are saying stuff like that and I think this year specifically has been really hard because it's very hard to get the balance of like what you can and can't share right because people find there's an issue with everything um and and obviously you have to draw the line of like am I doing this for me or am I doing this for them and I think that it's, it's difficult and yeah it does it does get me down but I also think the pros of the job outweigh that yeah yeah I, I don't get negative comments and I never understand like why people I always think that like how low must somebody be to go out of their way yeah. to leave a negative comment and I know a lot recently I know obviously you had some on one of your videos mm-hmm. and that's like with corona and covid people are then going to like the opposite extreme where they're like oh well I know such and such who yeah. fell ill with it and now like you're slightly to blame and I think yeah. that that's the thing I don't understand with negative comments. I like... don't understand it, especially with stuff like that that's gone on this year. I think if you start pointing the blame at people, mm. especially if you don't know online, it's just creating such a horrible environment when in my head, the best way to deal with all of this is just to be nicer to people. Surely everybody yeah. just wants to be nicer right now, not more horrible, but it's turned people so the other way in some situations. That I just think yeah. that you can't please everybody. So it's it's impossible. Yeah, def- and that's that's one thing that I wanted. One of the reasons I want to do this podcast because I know there's a lot of it's what you said earlier on as well about how that like younger people sort of our age understand like YouTube and understand that it is a full time job and yeah. you probably do more hours than most people. <laughs> um, but a lot of like I don't I don't want to stereotypical or anything like that. But a lot of some people, possibly older people, some younger people think that it's like really easy and you don't have to deal with anything and that's one thing that I want to sort of break down with this because there's a lot of people who are probably going through similar there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who want to do YouTube but are scared about them comments whether it's family friends some random stranger in another country or down the road from you (laughs) and that that was obviously quite a big quite a big thing for me because obviously especially with social media everybody looks like they've got a perfect life and it's an easy route and oh yeah we're here now we're here there we're we're going here now again and that's one thing that's all like break down for people that to actually have somebody who does it as a full-time thing go actually do you know what it is not easy no it's it's not that piece of cake that people some people think it is um (laughs) it's a hard one to explain because i think if you just look at it and take it at face value that is what it looks like and i appreciate that and that's where i sometimes try to keep that in my mind when I'm reading comments like that because I think well they don't know and they've got no reason yeah. why they would so it's, it's okay and I think a good example is like when I met my boyfriend he was like I don't understand how you do that and you're mo- like making money from it and I was like oh okay well like I'll kind of explain it and then obviously now that we've been together for quite a while he's like you work so hard when normal people have like Friday evening you know off I'll be yeah. like okay I'm really busy because Friday night is always like my busiest night of the week yeah. I have a video first thing on Saturday morning so I'm like all night on Fridays <laughs> and my boyfriend's like Molly people finish at five finish at five and I'm like oh I don't finish <laughs> at five like, like other people yeah okay they get up they go to work at nine o'clock they come home at five o'clock and that's it they're switched off from their job because they're their work yeah. hours that's their office hours and they're done but when you have everything in your own house and the only person telling you to do stuff is yourself it doesn't stop because it's around yeah. the clock job and I think there'll be some nights where I'm way more motivated at like 10 p.m 11 p.m and I'll sit and I'll work through until the early hours of the morning because that's when I feel 
yeah. more motivated and also it means then I can do stuff with my days that maybe people with a nine-to-five can't do because I can go out and you know socialize or like walk the dog or like stuff that people can't do that are at work yeah 100%. it's very flexible and that's why I like it but at the same time it then looks like it's not a job so I, I yeah. see both sides but obviously yeah I get I get that because obviously that's that's one of the reasons I don't work for somebody or anybody is because yeah. I like I'm very much sort of like I don't set an alarm in the morning I get up naturally and that's a that even that like small thing makes a massive difference to my life um but yeah I know the whole like you'll get to like eight nine o'clock some nights and you're like, actually you know what I really want to crack on now yeah. and I, I can get it done a lot quicker than if I did it at two o'clock in the afternoon so with um obviously because you work with a lot of brands um mm -hmm. and obviously a brand in particular that i mentioned in a minute i don't want to like big sell it up or anything but obviously i want to mention it as well yeah. um so when it comes to working with brands because there'll be business owners work listening now who yeah. want to get into like influencer marketing affiliate marketing yeah what sort of like good or bad experiences have you had with brands and sort of um is there any like advice you'd give to a brand that listening now who might want to work with somebody like yourself yeah I think obviously it depends a lot of the time on what the brand is I think that's the that's the big one and obviously when I first started out on YouTube I was predominantly doing makeup and beauty and fashion so I worked yeah. with a lot of brands that fall under makeup and beauty and fashion whereas now I've kind of shifted my content a lot more towards like lifestyle travel so I've worked with completely different brands so I feel like I've seen a huge spectrum of different <laughs> you know people um, and I would say the best experiences, most positive experiences are the brands that let you have creative freedom because sometimes I'll work with a brand and they send over a brief so strict that it's like they might as well have sent me a script. And sometimes that's yeah. fine because if it is quite a niche thing that they're selling or that they want, then that's easier because it's better than it going back and forth and me constantly getting it wrong. But if, if it's so strict to the point where it's like, well, I like the product, I genuinely do, but I don't like how you're working with me because you're telling me what to say when this is like my channel, my content. Yeah. I don't really love that and I've had some some briefs that I work with are so free and you send it back to them and it's it's the other way and they're like oh well actually we wanted this and this and I'm like well I'd rather you just said so I think the perfect <laughs> one is where it's like they give you a rough outline of what they want but they let you have control of the content that's usually the best yeah. brand to work with yeah that's that's good it's, it's that freedom but like having a bit of control to it yeah um because yeah I've, I've seen sort of like I've helped brands find influencers and like um youtubers and stuff and they go to the opposite like oh we need like a four-page contract yeah. they need to be posting at four o'clock on a friday and yeah. sunday at two o'clock and it needs to be this this and this mm -hmm. and the very first thing i always say to them is it that's a no that's a no-go straight away yeah. Yeah. or yeah. it's oh well we'll send the product on friday it'll be with them on monday so they yeah. need to post it by like tuesday afternoon and again yeah. it's sort of like that that's where like coming into and knowing what somebody's schedule is like for a youtuber yeah. knowing that they are editing videos for like big chunks of day and mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's more than just youtube as well because that's what i'm gonna get into as well because yeah. obviously you are you are on youtube but what would you say like your next biggest platform is one that you enjoy working with um probably instagram and i would say probably instagram is my biggest platform in terms of advertising and making money anyway yeah. which is well maybe not directly but especially with brands I think obviously YouTube has it separate like you can monetize YouTube separately yeah. in a way that you can't monetize Instagram but I would say generally more brands come to me and want to work with me on Instagram um and also I think sometimes creating content on there is more fun because it's shorter it's snappier and especially with the new features that they've introduced over the last year you can do a yeah. lot more with Instagram than you used to be able to and I think that now 
that's where I like putting content more because you also get a better interaction with viewers. I think obviously on YouTube you have comments, but Instagram is again just so many more features, so many more ways to interact. That I think that I prefer it as a platform and use it probably more than YouTube. Yeah, with um, Instagram, obviously this is probably the best place to mention. It. Obviously, as some people listening watching might might know, might not know, um, me and Molly have obviously set up a clothing brand called Peach Street Clothing, mm -hmm. and obviously I know for us like a big thing of that was is our biggest platform is Instagram. Yeah. And that's for many different reasons. So we both prefer Instagram, mm -hmm. but I think we noticed, we noticed that with what we're going to be doing and the clothing types, that Instagram is going to be like a better fit right from the start. Yeah, definitely. Because um, obviously, like you said, the, the features there, there's a there's a lot more engagement there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier. I find it a lot easier to reach people as well. Yeah, definitely. It's simple things like we, we'll use like certain hashtags and suddenly we've reached like, hundred people that we wouldn't have reached normally yeah, um yeah, and stories as well is like it's something that i really want to mention because mm -hmm. stories are like is so undervalued that brands don't brands and businesses aren't yeah. using it yeah but like we do we we obviously for example for peach street clothing is that we'll do a like a, a post and it'll maybe get like 10 12 15 likes to start mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. we'll then post on our story and soon like 200 people have seen it yeah suddenly the likes like double if not triple and then yeah. suddenly our website views have gone up as well so that's one thing that i'd recommend to like a lot of brands is that instagram stories is so like undervalued and underused Definitely. and it's i i know i when it comes to instagram i only scroll through about 20 posts yes yeah, so story uh, yeah with stories i'll like watch loads of them 100%. um and that's one thing i still want to like recommend to everybody is that yeah. yeah instagram stories is definitely the way forward um but obviously if somebody is watching with everything going on I've noticed a lot more people wanting to like create a personal brand yeah. um, and get themselves out there a lot more. So what what sort of tips and advice would you give somebody who, whether they are into doing beauty reviews, whether they want to do lifestyle travel, they might yeah. want to do like gaming or anything like that. What sort of tips would you give them when it comes to social media? I think it's so difficult because I get asked this all the time. And I'm like, honestly, I don't, I don't know because I think if I could offer one piece of advice that would just gain you following overnight, everybody would be talking about it. Yeah. Um, but I think generally the thing that's worked for me and continues to work for me is just being like authentic and being yourself. So I think people that have followed me for a while know that I've always kind of been not the same because I think I've definitely changed and adapted like I've, I've grown up. Yeah. But I also think that I've always been quite like, just normal and I think that's what's worked for me because people watch because they either relay or they just like that I'm not putting on some kind of act and I think if you can stay true to yourself yeah. then that's probably the best way but also in terms of like actual content I think posting regularly and like you know keeping on top of everything replying to comments interacting because engagement is so key on all social media yeah. to like boost the algorithm which is something I don't fully understand and I've been on for such a long time and they update it all the time and every time they do something different has changed and it doesn't quite work the same you just wrap your head around it and they change it again <laughs> but like generally I'd say yeah being being authentic and uploading regularly are like my two main yeah. things. Yeah 100% and I think that there's some things that you said right at the start there that you might not realize is a tip and that is like it, social media is a long game. Like yeah. there is no, there is no real like overnight fixes unless you can get a get a video that goes viral suddenly mm -hmm. or yeah. get a picture that goes viral. There's yeah. no like quick fix. And a lot of people come to me, uh, obviously running a social media agency, going, oh well, I want a hundred followers in a week, yeah. or I want a thousand oh. followers in a week. And the first thing is why. 
But the yeah. second thing is you're like missing out on a massive opportunity no, that is not going to happen. Um, and obviously it another thing. be like ambitious, but having targets like that <laughs> doesn't work because you're just you're setting yourself up to be disappointed straight away. Yeah, definitely. And that's the other thing as I was like, followers aren't everything as well, because there's yeah. brands and, and people out there who have, have like 10,000 followers, but they're only getting like 50 likes on a post. Yeah. So that's a bit weird. Yeah. Whereas you might have 10,000 followers, but get like a thousand engaged yeah. people, which is perfect. Yeah, um, I think that's what brands always say when they come to me, when they reach out. Obviously, they can see my following by clicking on my profile, but they're like, we want to see your engagement, your demographic, your audience, and that's then when they decide if they want to work with me. It's nothing yeah. directly to do with my followers. Yeah, definitely. And the whole, like, viral video as well is a lot of people think it's easy to get a viral video. And, like, it's, it's the most random, because there's one at the moment on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the guy who's drinking... Um, it's our equivalent of like Capri Sun, I think it is. And he's right. uh, on a skateboard going down the road oh, yeah. um, to Fleetwood Mac by Dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Have, you, have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I've it's what, it this week. I think he's, it's, he's, his name's something like 420 Dogface or something like that. Right. Yeah. But that started like a whole conversation at the moment because he did that and he went down the road and he's on a skateboard drinking a drink. And one that went viral because of the way it was. Yeah. Um, it suddenly got dreams by Fleetwood Mac back in like every music chat possible. No and then um, the, whatever drink he's drinking, I can't, it's annoying because I can't think what the drink is. That suddenly, that's been their like best advert ever because no all he was doing was like drinking. And that's how like random viral videos yeah. can be. And that's no, something like, he, he purposely, obviously he didn't do that on purpose, but like if you purposely try and get a viral video, it's not going to work. No, it's oh my god! Always like the right. Everybody would be doing that every week on YouTube. It'd be like, yeah, this is my viral video, <laughs> and I think there are trends that you can like piggyback off, and you can definitely yeah. try and attract an audience that way. But in terms of actually going viral, you can't predict it, and also it's not always helpful, even if you can. Because I had, I have a few friends that have had viral videos and like viral to the level of like 20 million people have seen it and they'll gain crazy subscribers like hundreds of thousands if not like almost a million subscribers but they don't come back to watch it's like they saw yeah. that one viral video but then the rest of their views on their video are sitting at like 20,000 30,000 which is great but it's not the same and it's like you've now got a really kind of like out of out of touch connection between your <laughs> and your subscribers they don't level up so it is it's not always helpful yeah it's about dealing with it once it goes viral as well because i know a lot of people who like they'll have a viral video but then they won't post again for like two weeks and it's yeah. like you need to like because there's a lot obviously i want to talk a bit about tiktok as well because obviously mm. you're on it mm -hmm. it's now like one of the biggest ones out there yeah um and i always go back to um charlie who is the most followed person on tiktok she mm -hmm. will post something and like within an hour it's got like eight million likes and it's ridiculous she is crazy and people, people think they can replicate that like easily mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that's one thing that with tiktok obviously i want to advise on is that it takes a while to get to that level because you've got yeah. people like charlie you've got a sister you've got addison ray and all these yeah. and they they didn't just happen to get their followings overnight yeah. and now they're like but now they're on that point they're consistent with it um yeah so obviously you you use tiktok how do you how do you find tiktok do you enjoy it or do you not as I mean, I love it as a viewer. From a viewer's perspective, I think TikTok is great. It's just amusing and it's quick and it's snappy. And yeah. I am also quite like, sometimes you don't want to watch a full YouTube video. So I'll scroll through TikTok and I'm like, cool, I'm done now. Like, I'm happy with yeah. that. Um, and I think that 
that's great. As a, as a person creating TikToks, I think it's really, really bizarre to navigate because you can post the most random thing and it will just blow up. Like I did a video that was not even anything special. It was just me doing an, an unpopular opinions thing. And it just got half a million views. And I was like, cool, do you guys want to subscribe to my YouTube? Because like that was <laughs> and a bit unnecessary and like nothing special and I wasn't doing yeah. anything out of the ordinary and then I'll I'll make one that I think's really good and I've put way more effort in and it, it doesn't hit the algorithm so it's like okay I don't know how this platform yeah. works at all but it is an interesting platform it's definitely up and coming and huge yeah I I agree with that because I I've only just started using TikTok again like for my own videos and I yeah. I was playing around with Snapchat filters and there was one, it was like a year ago and I was with my nephew and it was a seagull dancing in the back garden and he wanted to yeah. film that with some random random audio over it and I can't think what it was. And he was like, oh, can we post it TikTok? So I did and I posted it and then I went back on in the evening, like sort of about eight hours later yeah. and it had 50,000 views like that. No and way. I was, I was like, what the hell? But then the video like before that was... Um, the joker and like my partner had done my makeup mm -hmm. and we'd planned this whole video out and yeah. she did harley quinn and all that and we got yeah, like yeah. A, a thousand views yeah and we were like there's one that took literally 30 seconds mm -hmm. to film was filmed by my yeah. <laughs> nine-year-old nephew at the time got that many views and yeah that's yeah. A, that's the thing TikTok. Can't predict it, it is so <laughs> but it is fun it is a laugh i think that there's just there's a lot of potential with tiktok i think it'll really only mm -hmm. continue to get bigger I think I'll get bigger and it's the thing that you said there as well about how like it's quick videos yeah. and not enough businesses and brands because I've worked with a couple of brands who want to get on it and they're like oh yeah well we'll film our product doing this this and this and this mm -hmm. and for me obviously this is advice and tip for everybody is that it's about like soft product placement which is yeah, sort of where you get something and you just wave it around in the background and yeah. it's da 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 instead of going this is the iPhone and like that yeah. no, um, it, it doesn't work and it's that's probably going back to that video of the guy drinking the Capri Sun. Like yeah. that was the biggest, biggest promo they could have ever asked for. And yeah. it was free. Whereas if they'd gone a video and gone, this is our drink and this is what it does. It's great. And Lilla, it, it would have been less used. engagement. So uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And another one that I've seen that works with a lot of brands is they document their journey. So they sort of say that we package, like they'll document them packaging stuff up. They're sending it out like engaging and showing the whole process and that's worked yeah. really well for a lot of brands yeah that is um, a way of doing it my tiktok for you page is filled with little businesses that started in like lockdown and it's like <laughs> this is where we're at now and i'm like oh good for you yeah there's a couple i've got a, i've got somebody that um will be on the podcast hopefully later on today um who she started to use tiktok a lot and then there's another one in australia called, um i can't think what she's called but she does um Basically, it's something for your hair, so it slicks back. I think it's actually oh, called right. slick back or right. slick up. And her sales went, like, through the roof overnight purely yeah. because she posted, like, her doing orders and showing her desk and all this. Yeah. And she was like, I never thought that would happen. So that's, like, yeah. the, that's the thing with TikTok. It's very – it is easier to go viral, I think, than other platforms. Oh, definitely, yeah, without a doubt. But also, at the same time, it's really hard to do it. Yeah, it is. You can't <laughs> predict it, but if it happens, like if it starts gaining traction, it's way more likely to keep gaining traction on, yeah. Instagram, on Instagram, on TikTok, than it is on other platforms. I don't understand it, but it seems to work. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's any sort of like a couple of things that I wanted to touch on a little bit, because obviously you mentioned earlier that you had gone to university, and obviously I know you're quite open with it on your 
on your YouTube, the whole like obviously a couple of videos on it, and you spoke about it on your Instagram. So, do you want to sort of like tell that what happened when you went to uni and yeah. go from there? Because obviously, I've, yeah, you're probably better saying it than I am. <laughs> yeah. So, I um, basically I just didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. So, I left sixth form in 2018. I think yeah and I, I really didn't know what I, what I wanted to do and all my friends were dead set on degrees and they were like oh I'm gonna be a lawyer I'm gonna be a psychologist and I was like oh my god all I enjoy doing is like <laughs> making videos I don't know what I want to do um but I didn't I didn't want to go straight into doing YouTube full-time I wasn't really in a position where it was like yeah. financially viable and I also thought mm, maybe I'm missing out on something if I don't try this so I applied for a one-year course at Leeds Art University and it was only ever a one-year course like I didn't I didn't start an undergraduate I did a foundation year um, and a lot of people do that with the intention of then doing a three-year degree yeah. in something similar um, and it was basically just a really broad course doing everything in art and design so it was like fine art but then it was also like photography video editing photoshop and as it went on you like specialize in one thing so I, I basically like did this course in photography. I specialized in photography. And then when I left, all my friends applied to do a full undergraduate. And I was like, hmm, I think I've decided that this was fine, but I'm done now because I really didn't enjoy it. I moved to Leeds and I was so homesick and I really, really didn't enjoy the university atmosphere at all. Like I love the city of Leeds. I fell completely in love with it, but being a student just really was not for me. And I thought, I'm not forcing myself to do this when I'm in a lucky enough position that I can make this a job and I'll be happier doing that. So I thought, okay, that seems like a sensible decision. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. My parents were supportive. So that was all I really needed. Yeah. So I left and I, I moved back home and I thought, I feel like I've made the right decision. And then I kind of set out to have like a gap year, which I started. I did, I did start that. I went to Australia <laughs> and had the best time ever, but then obviously coronavirus had other plans that came back home <laughs> um, and who knows if or when that will ever resume but that was the plan was to travel and kind of sorry if you can do yeah. that no, um, yeah the plan was to do that and kind of just work it out as I was going because for as long as doing YouTube and doing social media was financially an option I kind of wanted to use that while I could and yeah. then see what happens from there but yeah being a student just wasn't really my thing yeah, I wanted to like cover that because I know, especially with how universities are at the moment, because obviously like there's people who are having to do online classes, there's people yeah. who are like locked down in dorms and stuff. That my my thing is that university wasn't my route either. And mm -hmm. I knew that from the start that I didn't want to do it. As soon as like as soon as I sort of went to college, I realized that education wasn't for me and I didn't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's the same with when I was like 20 and I had a job that I realized I didn't want to work for somebody. Yeah. So I still wanted to like, I was, so I wanted you to sort of share that to show that it is fine that you don't go to uni or it's fine that you get to uni and you realize it's not right. Because yeah. obviously the one thing that a lot of people do is they either do something and are unhappy the whole way through yeah. and then get to the end and wish that they didn't do it. Yeah. And you get other people who go, actually, do you know what? I, who are like 30, 40, I really wish I went to uni and had the chance. Yeah. But it shows that people do make decisions and they do go through with it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's not the right decision because yeah. that's a that's the big thing in life is that you everybody makes everybody makes mistakes or everybody does something that they don't like. Yeah. It's just about like coming out from that and knowing that sometimes it's the better option or that yeah, you definitely. you have learned something because obviously, yeah, you could you could still be at uni now and you wouldn't be happy yeah. about it. And exactly. you'd be like, oh, I really wish I left. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I always think. I think I'm glad I tried it. I am genuinely, even though I don't think I gained anything massively from it. If I hadn't have yeah. done it, I wouldn't have known. So like it was it was a learning curve, but I'm glad that I did it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect. Well, I think you've given 
I think you've given like an eye opener to the world of YouTube and what like you, you have to do as your day to day. Um, you've given advice to sort of like brands and businesses out there. Mm -hmm. If you could sort of leave with, it doesn't have to be motivation or just have to be anything <laughs> in particular, but if you wanted to leave on sort of like one note with that tip advice, what would it be? Oh, I would say, I mean, this does sound a little bit inspirational, a bit cheesy, but like, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. I think if you have an idea, no matter what it is, if it seems just a little bit crazy or a little bit out of out of the norm, just, just go for it. I think all you can really do is try. And I think people are yeah. so off by other people's opinions and what people might say and judgments from people that might be your friend, but probably aren't because if they were, they wouldn't be like that. Yeah. Um, just go for it. I think that would be my closing advice. Yeah. 100% I agree with that as well um and that's a big thing that a lot of people need to take is sort of like Definitely. just do it regardless of what people say um yeah. even little things in life sometimes it's worth just doing it and yeah definitely